0: And then at the end of 30 days, to my shock, a lady comes to my uh, house and she says, You knew here, no, I'm a Gujarati. I would like my son to really speak well. Can you do something for his personality development? And I was like, Oh my god, my prayers have been answered. Number one is if I'm not prepared, and if I if it if the content is not mine and it is not coming from my heart, then I will not.
1: Hey there, welcome to this very special podcast series that I did with India's leading storytelling coach, someone I'm really, really thankful to be in my life and really learn every time I have interaction with her. And that is none other than Sharon Matthews. In this first part, Sharon talks about her life journey, Uh, the ups and downs she went through the kind of things she has done and I'm pretty sure you are going to find it really interesting and inspiring so I hope you'll enjoy do let me know your thoughts and let's get started
2: Hey there, welcome to Season 2 of Small Town Bigger Dreams Podcast. I am your host harito Srivastava, a public speaking coach, certified mentor and author of amazing bestseller Small Town Bigger Dreams. I am on a mission to impact millions of lives by helping them find their true voice and become the best version of themselves. I am so excited. launch the season 2 of this small town bigger dreams podcast if you have not yet checked out we published 30 episodes in season 1 now in this season we will be focusing on public speaking communication and storytelling hope you are as excited as i am we will be publishing new episode every monday and we have some amazing content planned out so stay tuned by the way if you have not yet done so please Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google or wherever you are listening. Trust me, it does help. When you subscribe and download our episodes, it reaches out to more people who may benefit from this. Let's get started.
1: Go All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode on my podcast and wherever it will go. I am again very excited, elated and enthusiastic about this particular episode because I am having the opportunity to have a conversation. I'm not going to call this as an interview interview, but more of a conversation and and you can call it as a chit chat between two friends who are poles apart. Uh, I am having the privilege to interview Sharon Matthews. even though we have been connected only for probably a couple of months or a few months, it feels like we have known each other for quite some time. And I really appreciate what all she does and so many achievements she has. She's a TEDx speaker. She's an author. She's an amazing voracious storyteller and also a storytelling coach and so on and so forth. So help me welcome Sharon Matthews. Sharon, so good to have you.
0: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on
1: any platform where Haritosh Shivata is speaking. So it's a pleasure. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, so Thank you so much. You know, when you are quite away from each other in terms of different continent, it's, it's difficult to get scheduled. But I'm glad you found out some time out of your busy schedule. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, you know, how it all started, and what kind of things. Uh, I am going to give you a time limit here. Let's play some fun. You have a time limit of let's say 3 to 4 minutes and you can see, can you summarize your journey?
0: I have been an avid reader and a story lover, story lover since I am a small kid. So much so that uh, the currency collection that my aunt had, I had, without telling anybody, sold it to buy, uh, sold it to get comics on rent and read it. And I got a big thrashing for it. So I've always been reading. And when I was in hostel, see, I never knew there is something called a storytelling profession or there are professional storytellers. Stories is a way of life in India, I guess where I grew up. When I was in hostel, I used to watch movies and uh, the moment I used to watch a movie and come all the other batchmates of mine, they all used to collect in my room and they all wanted to hear the story from me. And I remember I used to tell everything, a window opening, the crack of a door, everything. So uh, my friends were like, if we heard a story from Sharon, we don't need to watch a movie. That's how it has been. That I was into. uh, I'm a national debater winner. Uh, I have been forever dreaming of uh, being a speaker on stage. Though I was the most scared person you can even think of. I have never gone on stage till I was in school. I have never said a speech or participated in an elocution or something. It all started in college. Um, After I came to Mumbai, I wanted to. So I never wanted to do a job. I, also want, I always wanted to do my own work. And because I loved speaking uh, and I loved children, I wanted to combine it. That's how it all began. I fasted and prayed for 30 days. Please, God, bring me some children. I want to do personality development with them. That's what I thought. Uh, but when it... And then at the end of 30 days, to my shock, a lady comes to my uh, house and she says, you knew here, no, I'm a Gujarati. I would like my son to really speak well. Can you do something for his personality development? And I was like, oh my God, my prayers have been answered. So I asked her to come from the, come from next day. And I really, actually, I was just praying, but I didn't know what to do, how to go about it. But then uh, she emphasized a lot on English language. So I thought if a parent sees a kid speak in India, if a parent sees a kid standing on the stage and speaking fluent English uh, and being confident on the stage, then that would mean personality development for that parent. So I thought what better way to teach a language than to start with stories. That came naturally to me. It just came to me. So uh, this is how I started. From 2001, I've been training children in the art of public speaking through storytelling and then gradually over years it went on to uh, I started training teachers, I started training adults, I started training aspiring storytellers and then some business schools contacted me so I started training business schools. Then I'm also working as a corporate storyteller. I've written some uh, stories and told stories for Storytell India. So this is how i started public speaking through storytelling and in due course of time obviously if you're really passionate and if you put work 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 into it then you'll evolve so that is how i evolved over the years
1: wow amazing amazing and so many i was making few notes Uh, so i i guess i'm not the only one from those stone ages who used to rent comics for few rupees so yeah reminded me reminded me a lot of memories
0: yeah, I remember I used to get
1: comics for fifty rupees and uh, one rupee, fifty pesa and one rupee. Fifty pesa. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah 10, ru- ten rupees used to be that luxury. Like it's like the thousand rupees yeah. of now, right? So, yes. so whenever a relative come and give it ten rupees, like yeah, I am the king of the world.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, yes. super no, commando
1: through no. and uh, and what else? Nagraj was there. ChaCha Chaudhary. I don't know how many of our listeners even know.
0: Chacha Chaudhry and phantom. I used to, fan- I used to fantasize about phantom. <laughs> I loved phantom. I had a on phantom. <laughs> uh, so I think I have read all phantoms, all possible Chacha Chaudhrys. And then uh, from six onwards, I started reading Secret Seven, Famous Five, Nancy Drew. I think I have read every Nancy Drew that is ever written. I was, I was, even, even, even during my school time, during when the period the lecture was going on, I used to put it inside my book and read Nancy Drew. I was so addicted to her. And, and I, I had these visions of growing up and uh, being a detective like Nancy Drew. And then Sydney Sheldon. Uh, I, I, still, I still am a big fan of Sydney Sheldon. I still love John Grisham. Uh, then slowly it became self help books. Uh, Now I love uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich and no matter how many times I read it, I still have the same enthusiasm for reading the book, you know. I like uh, Hovay Silva, Louis Hay, Tony Robbins. I love reading uh, self-help books now. But still still my favourite genre, but still my favourite genre is Folk Tales. Okay. It calm me down. I love focus.
1: There's nothing like a focus. Lovely, lovely, amazing. Now, I, I can totally relate uh, the Sydney Selden part of it because I was lucky enough when you do engineering, you have four years. I was lucky enough to get, uh, I mean, get an offer in the third year itself. So for the final year, I think I have read more than more sadly, Sydney Selden than our textbooks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. I, I sometimes it was crazy. So yeah, finishing up a novel in three days of uh, 300, 400 pages. I'm like, yeah, I I can't just can't wait to finish this one. And what is the surprise? What is the climax? Amazing. And then going from there. Yeah, I love Think and Grow Rich. And you'll be surprised. I recently bought a book. Uh, where did I keep it? Okay. You might have read this book, but it's called. You Can Heal Your Life by Louis Hay and I, I saw, I saw, yeah, I saw, I yeah, heard it from you so I love self-help books but thing is I think I have evolved I can't no, now I can't go back and read novels now because because it's, it's not yeah. relatable now. Yeah it is
0: not how no, it is not so after a long time I read one of the novels my daughter was reading but I, I, and then I still again went back to self-help books like there's a, there's a transition, you know, you cannot go back to what you've been. So, good we are evolving, research, we are not going back.
1: <laughs> exactly, I'm I'm glad. And similar thing happened with me, I think, 2020. Somebody recommended, this is a great novel. So, I said, okay, let me try after decades and all... I tried reading it, but I I tell you, it was like 200 pages. I couldn't go beyond 20 pages or so. Every time I started, I used to feel, I I fell asleep. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I can now go back to that phase where I used to be crazy about fiction and and all those novels and other things. Amazing. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I still like, uh, folk tales, I still like children's books.
1: Right, right. Amazing. Now, uh, there's one particular question that I ask most almost all of my guests and that is uh, I, I believe that a lot of us are uh, flaunting our success we have achieved so much we have done so much but there's always this failure story a little bit of emotion a little bit of failure uh, setbacks which I think gives more lessons to us than our success and I'm pretty sure Serene will have her own share of those failures so would you like to share one or two of such stories? <laughs>
0: Of failure stories. So, uh, you're talking in terms of professional or uh, personal?
1: Anything, anything, anything. Whatever you're comfortable to share.
0: So, I'm comfortable in sharing everything. So, I'll I'll share one uh, personal and professional. So, one big professional setback was when I got separated from my husband and I moved out of the house. And then suddenly I found that uh, the entire financial responsibility is on my head there was a complete emotional uh, low where I could not function the way I was functioning. So it was a setback. It took me a long time to get back to my feet again and get back my uh, spirit again. So that was a very big setback. Um, Because it involves a lot of things, you know, it is mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, in every way you're going down. Financial, the biggest thing. So... um So that was one personal setback, one uh, professional setback. I I did I don't like I have not experienced major professional setbacks. But when I was emotionally down, obviously my I started taking less classes. I started doing less workshops. Somehow I couldn't do it. You know, I was not there. I was not in the physical and the mental space to do it. But I'll tell you a very funny professional uh, setback. So I uh, two of them. Uh, Once I tried to copy a storyteller whom I'm really fond of. I don't want to take her name, okay? So she's an international celebrity storyteller. And I said, uh, and uh, I was always into training. Performing came to me quite a long time back afterwards so uh, I copied the uh, like I learned by heart the story the way she had done it, I took a print out I sat and wrote how whatever her lines were from the beginning to the end and it was a complete flop show the people came and told me oh it was good, I felt like they are just saying it's because it's my event that I have invited them but I knew how it went and it was just pathetic, I was like I'm never going to copy anybody you know I have to create my original content even if it is an adaptation, it is it has to be my style, so that was one. Uh, number two was once I was giving a presentation and uh, I I was returning from Dubai to Mumbai, and there was there was a problem and the flight instead of taking three and a half hours took eighteen hours. Okay, we were. We were in the flight for 18 hours without food. People were claustrophobic. They were vomiting. In between, in the morning, uh, the uh, pilot told us that the fuel is running out. (laughs) We were like a mess. It was terrible. And it was all because of rain and storm. And that day, in the afternoon, I had a performance. Okay. So I was... Not because I myself vomited a lot. I have a motion sickness and on top of it, I'm on an 18 hour flight, which is going round and round, which is not even settling down anywhere. It is not steady. It is stormy. The flight is jumpy. It was terrible. And I went and performed. And I again knew that, you know, because uh, I'm a performer. I love to perform. And uh, there were six storytellers who had come from different places, they were performing, and I went and gave a pathetic performance. I was just not in my elements. I was not able to stand up. And I thought that these two things I will not do. Number one is, if I'm not prepared, and if I if, it, if the content is not mine, and it's not coming from my heart, then I will not tell. And the number two it if I'm physically exhausted and not in a mental space to even stand erect, then I should not do. Because I had the option, actually, um, to tell one of my friends to go into my place, but I didn't do that because it was my name, so I said I have to go and do this. So I pushed myself into doing this, and it just went kaput. So I feel this was a. And then I told the whole world that I did a terrible, pathetic presentation yesterday. I had a terrible storytelling moment. <laughs>
1: oh, Lovely. Are... Awesome. I mean, uh... Those are really some deep lessons out there. Uh, One, I believe is, of course, when you go through such a personal thing, which I am really proud that you've come out as a signing star and you've done so many things. And yeah, unless you tell people, nobody can guess that you have gone through the journey and that is the beauty of it, right? Yeah, unless, I mean, I knew uh, before the podcast as when you told, uh, but if I had, you had not told me or you had not told anyone, nobody can guess. And, but that actually reminds us about the tip of the iceberg we all see the iceberg we all see the bright part of it but there's a whole mountain out there with the lot, lot of emotions lot of hard work lot of things
0: so i have uh, i have really worked a lot on myself it was not easy because emotionally i was at a, like a bottom flat uh, space you know uh, so i did my nlp i did gestalt and the, my nlp uh, mentor was one of the best human beings i have ever met on this planet fortunately i've had really good people in my life who have helped me uplift myself you know that is so uh, very important and somewhere i was so crushed down that i got the courage to speak because if you haven't spoken uh, for many years and you are down out and flat then you know you don't have any other option other than to speak and to do whatever you can to come out of it you know you cannot uh, and I have a daughter uh, so being a single parent I'm her role model whether she considers me or not it is a by default uh, fact for parents so I needed to uh, you know stand up for her so st- so instead of doing things exclusively for her and sacrificing things and all that I thought I need to work on myself because how I'm going to conduct myself is what she's going to learn you know so she needs to learn that she can be happy no matter what the circumstances are. And instead of thinking, "Oh, my mom is sacrificing this and this and doing this for me," oh my God, how nice! I, am. I don't, I didn't want her to have those kind of feelings because that's a different take on life, and this is a different take on take on life, you know. So, uh, for fifteen years while I was married, I had only uh, traveled from my home to my classes, which were like ten to fifteen minutes away from my place. And to my in-law's place and my place. I've never ever gone anywhere in my work, uh, Anywhere. So it is only after I've moved out in the last seven years that I have traveled the world doing work. And also vacation. So i like, I'm really happy. I want to continue doing it with my daughter.
2: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Small Town Bigger Dreams Podcast Season 2. Hope you found this useful. If you did, rate us on Apple Podcasts so that it reaches more people. Do share this episode with someone who may need to hear this. I can't wait to see you for the next week's episode. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram as Coach Harito Srivastava. I hope you have a lovely day ahead. Until next time, as I say every time, keep learning, keep growing and keep going out of your comfort zone. This is Harito Srivastava. See you next week.